Support for IPR comes from Orchestra Iowa, presenting the movie E.T., the extraterrestrial on the big screen, accompanied by the symphony orchestra performing the score live, May 3rd and 4th at 7.30 at the Paramount. Tickets at orchestraiowa.com. Today is Friday. It's the 18th of November. This is Here First from IPR News. I'm Clay Masters. Governor Kim Reynolds has been elected to lead the Republican Governors Association as she increases her national political profile a week after she easily won a second term as governor. Reynolds' election on Wednesday as chairwoman of the group will put her in charge of raising money in 2023 for the Republican governor's largest fundraising organization. An annual report from the Governor's Office of Drug Control Policy recommended a plan focusing on decreasing substance-related deaths. IPR's Natalie Krebs has more. Iowa's 2023 Drug Control Strategy Report found opioid overdose deaths reached a record high in Iowa last year. 258 Iowans died in 2021. That's up 64 percent compared to 2019. Doug Woolery is the director of the Governor's Office of Drug Control Policy. He says this year the report has added a drug overdose action plan. Last year, he says illicit fentanyl was involved in 83 percent of opioid-related deaths in Iowa. So they're black market substances that are extremely powerful and very dangerous. And uh, as we're tragically, we're finding out uh, on a regular basis, a lethal to uh, more and more people. The Drug Overdose Action Plan will focus on prevention, intervention, increasing access to treatment, and interrupting illicit drug trafficking pathways. Thanksgiving is next week, and your holiday dinner will be pricier this year. One survey by the American Farm Bureau Federation found a Thanksgiving feast cost for 10, an average of 20 percent more than last year. The Farm Bureau's chief economist, Roger Cryan, says a third of that increases because of inflation. It robs consumers and, and farmers of their buying power, um, and it's, uh, it's, it's leading to quite a bit of, of chaos in the macro economy. Brian says supply chain issues in the war in Ukraine have also been pushing up prices of Thanksgiving staples. Bird flu also has contributed, with 8 million turkeys culled or killed this year. The American Farm Bureau survey found a 16-pound turkey costs about $5 more this year than last. The EPA is ordering a chemical manufacturer deal with water wells that is polluted. IPR's Zachary Oren-Smith explains. The EPA is ordering 3M to deal with the PFAS contamination emanating from a plant across the Mississippi River from Comanche. 3M must either pay Comanche for a new uncontaminated source of drinking water or a new system for treating the existing contaminated water. The order will fund clean water for the town of 4,600. A July test of Comanche drinking water showed PFAS contamination levels at 7.2 parts per trillion. That's well above the EPA's health advice. Iowa Capital Dispatch first reported on an EPA order detailing 3M's continued production and emission of PFAS, the so-called forever chemicals. 3M will have to provide PFAS testing to private well owners within four miles of its facility and to public water systems within 10 miles. That includes the Quad Cities Metro. Scott County Auditor Kiri Tompkins says another machine count of absentee ballots will take place this morning, starting at 8.30. That follows yesterday's hand recount of roughly 23,000 absentee ballots by poll workers. On Tuesday, the ballots were run through the county's tabulation machines again. The auditor had hoped to figure out why last week there was a discrepancy of about 2 percent, or 470 votes. Tompkins says the machines repeatedly jammed on election night and during Tuesday's machine recount. She says this morning's additional recount is meant to finalize the process, and she emphasizes it's very important to count every ballot and count it correctly. 
And former U.S. Representative Steve King will not have to pay any fines for using a meme without permission in a campaign fundraising ad. The owner of the viral Success Kid photo, Lainey Greiner, filed a lawsuit against King after his campaign used the meme to fundraise for his unsuccessful 2020 re-election run. It's here first. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. The city of Hayes, Kansas, is a place where people don't flush a toilet, linger in the shower, or tend to a lawn without thinking about how much water they're using. It's an outlier in the Great Plains and Midwest now, but as climate change intensifies droughts, more cities here might have to embrace a similar conservation sensibility. David Condos of the Kansas News Service reports. It's Thursday night at a street fair in Hayes. Some kids line up to see the fire engine or eat pizza. Others run over to get their moment with a big blue local celebrity. You want to go say hi to that big old water drop? Go say hi to it. That's Water Smart Wally, a five-foot-tall raindrop, the mascot for the city's water conservation program. Wally gets around, parades, festivals, classrooms. Kids love him. He loves hugs. <laughs> so he gets lots of those. Holly Dickman is the city's water conservation specialist. And as far as she knows, she and Wally are the only ones doing their particular jobs in the whole state. Saving water is just part of life in this northwest Kansas town of about 20,000 people. And it starts from an early age. It's not every town where kids draw pictures of people xeriscaping and using rain barrels in the annual art contest. But Dickman says changing the way Hayes thinks about water took generations. That's how it is. If you grew up here, you lived with it, and that's the culture. We are that way because we had to be, we have to be. Hayes has no other choice. It's the only city in Kansas with more than 15,000 people, but no sustainable source of water. It's caught in the middle, too far west for reliable rainfall and reservoirs, and too far east to tap into the massive, if disappearing, Ogallala Aquifer. So when prolonged drought hits, things can get dire. People here still remember the water crisis of 1992 when taps almost went dry. Here's city manager Toby Doherty. It was a wake-up call for the city leaders at the time. So Hayes put some real money into conserving what little water it has, giving rebates to residents who install low-flow toilets, paying homeowners to replace sprinkler-dependent lawns with drought-tolerant native grass, irrigating sports fields with wastewater. That saved more than 100 million gallons last year alone. When people in Hayes turn on the radio, they might even hear seasonal ants scaring them away from wasting water. Making adjustments to your everyday water usage may sound scary, but there's no need to feel like a monster. Some changes haven't always been popular, like the one enforced by Hayes police that says residents can't water their lawns from noon to 7 p.m. for part of the year. And if these sound like the types of extraordinary measures you'd see in the desert southwest... It's because we've had to look to places like Las Vegas and Tucson and Phoenix. I mean, we stole our landscaping regulations from Utah. And it's worked. Today, Hayes uses roughly half the water it did four decades ago, even though the town's population has grown by 20%. It now goes through less water per capita than just about any other city in Kansas, even less than Phoenix. The problem is we are the only city in Kansas that is acting like a city in the Mojave Desert or the Sonoran Desert. Because of that, you know, a lot of the state looks at us as the poor people that don't have any water. But as climate change pushes dry western weather eastward, Hayes could get some company. 
Decades from now, cities like Wichita or Salina might have to rethink their own water use. Here's Nusha Ajami, a water expert at the Lawrence Berkeley Lab in California. A lot of communities are grappling with this, like, drier droughts, longer droughts, and a little bit of a shift in mindset from droughts being an occasional thing to maybe droughts are our new reality. But Hayes leaders fear that even their best water-saving efforts might not be enough to help the city survive that new reality. Hayes Water Director Jeff Crispin hikes down the bank of the Smoky Hill River, which feeds the city's primary water wells. Most years, it's one of the main rivers in northwest Kansas. Now, this riverbed is bone dry, etched with tire tracks from four-wheelers. Paints a picture of what we're up against. You look west, you look east, and you don't see any water. That concerns me. To shore up its long-term survival, Hayes plans to build a 70-mile pipeline to bring water in from three counties away. But even if that gets state approval, it'll be years before it's up and running. So once again, Hayes finds itself caught in the middle, hoping the water-saving endeavors that began decades ago can help it hold on a bit longer. Those have to continue, especially for years like this. For the Kansas News Service, I'm David Condos in Hayes. This story comes to us from the Kansas News Service in collaboration with Harvest Public Media. Harvest Public Media is a collaboration of public media stations, including IPR News, reporting on food systems, agriculture, and rural issues. Subscribe to hear first from IPR News wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Clay Masters. Thanks for listening.